Hey, John from FastXBlog.com here. Today, I want to talk about SEO. And over the years, I've referred to myself more as an online publisher than an SEO. And, and I think the reason I always did that is the fact that I don't do link building and talk, talk about link building and, and that side of SEO, which a lot of people equate SEO with link building. But the more I do this, uh, on-site SEO, which is a huge arm of SEO is actually, in my view, a more important arm of SEO. I've managed to now get millions of visitors per month from search, focusing on on-site SEO rather than off-site SEO. That's not to say that off-site like link building doesn't work. It does work. It's just you don't have to do that uh, to make SEO work. And so if you can make it work with pure on-site SEO, uh, that's great. Now, I have a very specific approach to SEO in that I don't go for super competitive keywords and I go more for the for the low competition stuff. So that does make it possible. So if you're going to go for really, really competitive keywords, of course, you're going to need you're going to need the, the boost, the additional power with offsite SEO. And that's why it's such a big, a big industry, because people who are swinging for the fences for those uh, $20,000 a month keywords, they are doing a ton of offsite SEO, which, which, which is not an easy thing to do if you want to do it well. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of time. None of this stuff is ever easy, right? But even though I don't do much off-site stuff, I do a little bit of outreach here. I've been experimenting with that, which is a, a, a green hat or sorry, green hat, white hat form. <laughs> That's a, I guess I'm not an SEO, uh, white hat SEO, a tactic in that you can, uh, Google recently came out and said that it's fine. You can do outreach. You can contact other webmasters and say, hey, hey, you know, bring attention to your content. You just can't offer the money or some quid pro quo. That would cross the line to where it's not natural. Okay, great. I'm glad Google finally actually said something about this. And so it's, it's occurred to me I am both online publisher and SEO. And so are you if you're getting a decent amount of traffic to your niche site. So I'm an SEO. I believe I have the credentials to talk about SEO. I've always talked about SEO, at least the on-site stuff. So I am an SEO. And then I thought I'd have some fun. I, I wrote an email months ago now. Um, so here's the podcast version. I thought it'd be fun to break down your different types of SEOs because there, there are many, many different types of us and there are different approaches to SEO. And you know, my focus is the on-site, more specifically targeting the right keywords. Some people are very, very technical with the on-site stuff. They use stuff like Screaming Frog, which I don't think I've ever used. It looks really complicated. I use Ahrefs as as technical as I get, and fortunately that works. So there are, there are many different types of SEOs out there who focus on different things. So I put together a list of 12 types of SEOs. Let's call them SEO stereotypes, okay? We've, we, as soon as I talk about each of these, you're going to be like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, we've all read the SEO blogs, the big SEO names out there. They're all going to fall in a, in a few of these. Not, not, we're usually a mix, and I'll tell you at the end which ones I am. So the first one is the, the SEO patent geek, Okay, the SEO patent geek is arguably the most dedicated of all SEOs. They actually seek out and obtain Google's search algorithm patents. Okay, they actually go get the patents, the, the formal documentation, and then attempt to decipher them for the world. Right? This is, this is as dedicated as you get. This is actually going straight to the horse's mouth and getting the real documentation in terms of what is Google's algo actually doing to rank content. 
This is some pretty serious lengths to go to to be an SEO. But I think we all appreciate these folks. Okay. They, they clearly like doing it and we appreciate it because they actually bring to light in the community and in the industry, the actual foundation and the, and the, and the real aspects of what the algo is looking for to rank content. Now, I don't know how many patents Google has filed for its algorithm. I, I suspect it's got to be thousands of them. They probably file them all the time. And these people are getting them and breaking them down. So you got the SEO patent geek. I think they make a huge contribution to the SEO world. It's not a path that I'm ever going down. So thank you to anyone who does that work. Number two, we got the link building maniac, all right? Now, I used to be in this camp, but before the first Google Penguin rolled out in 2012, link building was not. It was totally, totally out of control. There was software you could buy. You could load in one lousy article, 400, 500 words, badly written, and then it would spin this thing into like 150 versions of just pure nonsense and it would then spit it out. It, the software would have uh, access to post content to thousands of different websites. And then you would insert your link. So with one article and 15 minutes of time, you could create hundreds of links back to your site. People were doing this all day long, every day, all the time for all their sites. And the link volume was insane. The web was polluted with total garbage. Not that really much of the stuff ranked, but sometimes it did. You would find it. And it was just, it was just a, a, a link building race. It didn't matter. Quality of the links didn't really matter a whole lot. And, you know, Google's algorithm was fairly, was fairly more, a lot more simple then than it is now. And eventually they, they developed the, the penguin aspect of the algo, which basically penalized sites for having these spam links. They're all spam links. So I definitely took a hit because I had tons of this stuff because it worked. I mean, it worked like gangbusters. I mean, you could rank stuff. You you had to do it. Everybody did it. And, and millions of sites took a hit from Penguin because everybody was doing this. And it came out of the blue too. There was no announcement. It was like all of a sudden, it was, it was SEO Armageddon, April something in 2012. And the number of sites that, and you didn't just lose some traffic. You kind of lost all your traffic. It was, it was deadly. Anyways, the link building maniac still exists out there. They build a lot of links. They may not do it in that format, but they're constantly focusing most of their time on building links, whether it's guest posting outreach. I don't, I don't really know all the methods, broken uh, link building, all of the things that fall more into maybe the gray or the white hat arena at this point and that that work they will focus all their time on it so basically the ammo is get enough content on a website where it could conceivably rank with the right number of inbound links and they're going to target a really valuable keyword that, that if they rank number one it's going to spit out tons and tons of money and so the focus is going forward build a ton of links to that content and rank it number one all right uh, not a not a business model I'm interested in because link building is no fun. I'd much rather dedicate my time to publishing good content, but it works. And there is definitely that type of SEO. Number three, the shakedown artist SEO. I don't like this type of SEO. I've I've received emails. These are the people that, and they 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 get really good results. Okay, this is the uh, the email. What they'll do is they'll send you an email and allege copyright infringement for an image that you're using, and then they'll say, "Oh, but that's okay. 
That's okay. All I'm asking is that you link to me and link here, okay? And we're all good. I'm not going to pursue pursue this legally. And out of check, and I, I know most of the images on my sites, even though there's hundreds of thousands, I know the sources of them. And I'll look. And the first one I got, I'm like, I got this. Uh, I, I was thrown aback the first time I got this because, uh, you know, copyright infringement claims are kind of serious or drag to deal with and they can be costly. They weren't asking for money, but I'm like, okay, what's going on? So I checked it and sure enough, I just did a reverse image search in Shutterstock and there it was. And I was like, you know, this, this is nonsense. Right, right away after the first one, I realized this, this is a scam. This is a link building scam. And, you know, then I've, I've talked to other people who've also received these emails. Fortunately, it was fairly short lived. It didn't last a whole long time. I, I probably got like maybe 10 in total from these people. I usually reply back and make, say something, uh, try to have fun with it. And hopefully they never email me again. But the shakedown artist SEO is an unsavory type of SEO. I'm not a fan of it. Uh, I certainly wouldn't do it myself. The next up, the do as I say, not as I do SEO guru. The SEO guru blogs, they blog about SEO, but they don't actually do any SEO, okay? Their only SEO is the the SEO they do for their SEO blog, okay? That's all the SEO they do. That's all the SEO they know. They don't really actually know this. They're not in the trenches. They're not in the real world. Uh, I really don't listen to these folks. They don't even they don't even have an agency. They're not doing any SEO client work. They're not publishing their own sites or getting any traffic. They just they've read about SEO. They know about SEO from a theoretical level, and they blog about it. And they blog about it because it's a, it's a very popular topic in business. I mean, it's it's a huge huge topic uh, because it's so lucrative and it has such wide application in business. Pretty much every type of business can benefit from SEO. So that's what they do. Uh, I'm not really sure why they would do this. So you can usually sort of sniff them out pretty quickly. And, and my question always to them is, listen, man, you know, like you're actually getting pretty good traffic to your SEO blog. So, so you, you kind of know SEO. Why not put the effort into, you know, an agency or better yet, your, uh, uh, your own site and build up traffic that way. But, um, actually, I don't actually ask them that, but I, I wonder. Number six, the build it and they will come blogger. Okay, this type of blogger has too inflated an opinion of their content. They believe the content is so good, they don't have to do any on-site optimization. Now, I, I fall, I've fallen into this little uh, side of SEO here and there. Uh, you know, if I wrote something really cool, I think, you know, oh, Google, Google is going to rank it. I don't, I don't have to mess. I don't have to like, you know, go go down the path of on-site SEO because this stuff's so good. It's not true. Your content can be the world's best, but if you don't do any of the on-site stuff, it's not going to rank. There's a site I visit daily. It's called greaterfool.ca. It's about Canadian real estate and investing and so forth. The guy is an amazing writer. He's got a huge loyal following. He gets, he gets one to two million visitors a month to his blog. But he gets no SEO traffic. Now, I, I'm not going to contact him and say, hey, you know, I don't, I don't think he cares. He, the guy makes like a ton of money from his financial management company and all that. He's not worried about this. But I look at it from, from my perspective. And, and the only reason, the, the only reason he's not seriously like doubling his traffic to the site is because he's not putting any effort into maybe targeting some keywords for his SEO titles. And that's all that would need to be done. That's, that's like the, the absolute bare minimum. That's like your 80, 20, principle right there in a nutshell. If he would put a good keyworded relevant title in the SEO title and just publish the blog posts as they are, I think he could double his traffic over time. Um, but 
He's not going to. I don't even know if he uses an SEO plugin. I doubt it. It's just sort of like he's 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 like the purest blogger. Now, there's nothing wrong with it. He's doing he's got a huge success, but you know, why not, why not just take it to the next level? But there are bloggers out there who don't get traffic. All right. And they wonder why they don't get traffic. And they're like, my content's so great. I'm so great. I'm the best writer. This is ridiculous. This whole website thing is, is skewed. You know, you know, the big, the big gripes against the world. And it's like, okay, you know what? Google's a computer and it's not a human being. And yeah, I agree. You're a great writer and that's good. I appreciate, I appreciate what you write, but you know what? You, you, you do have to do the on-site SEO. You, you do got to do a little bit. And, you know, hopefully that's not beneath you, but that's why you're not getting any traffic. So, hey, there's the build it and they will come blogger. And that is um, not going to work too well for the most part. Number seven, the SEO newbie. All right. We were all, we've all been the SEO newbie. I was. And I got to tell you, I, I can still remember the thrill of discovering SEO and more importantly, ranking for my first keywords for my brick and mortar business. And, and it was unbelievable. Like I, I just couldn't believe this. And then, and then the calls, like the, the, the sales, so to speak, that would come as a result was just mind blowing. It was like, this is a, this is just an insane, insanely awesome opportunity. But what the SEO newbie does is thinks the entire world wants to hear about it. <laughs> and so uh, anybody they talk to that they know, they just, blabber on about SEO. And, and, and I've learned over the years that uh, most people don't care about any of this stuff. They're not remotely interested in anything about website publishing, SEO. They, they're just not. And I know to us who, who think it's an awesome business and, and it's a lot of fun and, and we, we do it day in and day out, we think, how could you not appreciate search engine optimization like I do? Just how could you not? It's such a great opportunity. You could do it's such wide application. You could do so much with it and they don't care. And you can tell them all about it in extreme detail. They're not going to care. So I, I don't really even talk about it anymore, but that's the SEO newbie. It's like the, aha, and they'll go and they'll tell everybody they know about how great it is and go into detail, but they're really not going to care. Number eight, the info overload SEO. All right. I appreciate these folks, especially when they share their information in forums and elsewhere. These are the people, I don't know how they do it, where they get the time, but they are like an SEO encyclopedia. They are part of every SEO Facebook. They are on every SEO blogger's email list. They read, they watch every video that comes out about SEO. And it's like they post the latest, most interesting information all the time. Or if somebody has a question, they've got a link handy and they're like, oh, check this out. Answer your question, check this out. And I mean, I, I, I stay updated and I, and I read some of the stuff, but I'm always amazed at just how quickly they find this stuff. I'm like, oh, wow, that, that was really cool. And so hats off to them. And I appreciate all their effort because I have, I have read a lot of really cool, informative SEO articles and watched some videos as a result of these folks, the info overload SEO, who seems to always have the info at the tip of their fingers and shares it with us. Number nine, the content overkill SEO. Now, I've done this. So I'm guilty of this big time. I 
probably still do it, okay? The content over uh, overkill SEO things like this. If 1,800 words will do the job. 18,000 is even better. In fact, I'm, I'm 18,000. I'm going to go 30. I'm going to go 30,000 words for this article, and I'm going to rank for every keyword, especially the target keyword. All right. It's not really good thinking. Google doesn't want to like serve up a book when somebody just needs a couple paragraphs. That's, that's, that's the truth. So I, I'm not saying there isn't content out there that needs to be 18,000 words long, but most, most of it, 99.99999% of it does not need to be 18,000 words long. A lot of it doesn't need to be 2,800 words long. So the content overkill is basically trying to rank with long content. Now, you can't fault the content over overkill SEO. And and I do this. I, I'm guilty of this. If, if I fall into any of these camp SEO stereotypes, this is one for sure. And the reason you can't fault them is a lot of SEOs have written, and, and they've done good analysis. I don't fault the analysis. I think there's truth to it. I think that on average, for the most part, Google tends to rank keywords that are targeted with longer, longer content, right? I know that if I published all 150 word articles on my websites, I probably wouldn't rank for much at all. And I've had great success targeting and ranking for decent keywords that, and the content is 1800 to 2800 or 3000 words and, and it's worked. And so if it's working, why would I stop? Right. And so that's the problem. But it can be taken too far. It can be like, oh, okay, well, if, if, if 1800 words is going to do the job, that's been working for me. I'm getting great success with 1800. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to 10,000 every article. Okay. Well, that's, that's the overkill. That's not going to work, right? At some point, there's some massive diminishing returns. And I think at some point you can give me to harm your website. Number 10, the lazy SEO. <clears throat> You never meet or hear from the lazy SEO because they couldn't be bothered taking the time to preach or write about their SEO conquests. Uh, these folks are great. They embrace the passive income with SEO with all their might. They view SEO as merely a way to make money doing almost nothing so they can do nothing or just go out, have fun, sleep in, ride bikes, ski, travel, read books, play poker. Actually, kind of sounds all like all my leisure activities aside from kids. Anyways, they aren't into the work. They're into finding work that allows them to do as little work as possible so that they don't have to work. That's the lazy SEO. SEO is cool like that because it actually offers that opportunity. I mean, think about that. That is mind-blowing. I, I work pretty hard. I work a, a pretty regular day for the most part, five days a week. I'm ambitious. I, I want to build up more sites. I really enjoy working on fat stacks. And so I do all this stuff and fills my days. But like SEO, literally, once you know what you're doing and you let's say you have a foundational site, like if I had just my one big site, I could probably get away with one to two hours a day tops working and enjoy a very, very good living with that site. It pretty much runs itself. There's stuff I'm always trying, new things, and there's things I've got to fix and improve. But on average, one hour or two hours a day, and I'd be all set. Most of my other time is dedicated to my other sites and fat sites. So yeah, the lazy SEO, SEO is that opportunity. If you're looking for a basically like not having to do a whole lot of work, Bust your butt, get some web properties, earning some really good money. It's a lot of front-end work. After that, you can parachute a couple of writers in there, and you you can pretty much just coast and do pretty much nothing. Number 11, the paranoid SEO. 
I used to be the paranoid SEO, and there's a lot of you out there. You're the type that refreshes the Google Analytics like 50 times a day, worried about your traffic, and you watch the real-time traffic. You're constantly checking revenue levels and your traffic levels, and anytime that there's a slight little hiccup, a downward notch, you get pretty stressed out, and it's a big worry. And I tell you all this, and I'm not poking fun, because I've been there. I've been there a lot. And, I, and, and, and if I see a significant traffic drop it, it it gets my heart rate up too because that that means that there's a problem but very small traffic drops i don't tend to worry about that's part of the usual traffic cycles that's not a big deal but anything big like 20 percent or more and i'm like eh, something's up what's going on okay but the paranoid seo is constantly worried about this and constantly spending all day long the analytics is always open they go in and they refresh and refresh and refresh and refresh um I stopped doing this years ago, and it's not that refreshing Google Analytics takes up all that time. I mean, it doesn't. It's a, it's a three-second operation. Here's the problem with it that I found is it, is it makes your day into an emotional roller coaster. So you're checking it, and it's like, oh, oh boy, I'm, I'm, down, I'm down 3% from last week at noon. Uh, oh, oh, that that's not good. What's going to happen? Today's traffic's going to be really bad. Is it going to get worse? Is it going to? Before you know it, you're fretted for ten minutes over a slight little blip in a traffic level at one hour point in the current day. I mean, who knows what's going to happen the next week? And so that's where you're going to waste a ton of time. And so that's why I just I, I check a few times a week or when I need to, and that's it. And and it's saved me a ton of the emotional roller coaster that I don't want to deal with. Lastly, number 12, the data hound SEO. We've all read the data hound SEO, and I, I think they offer a lot of value to the SEO community. So I appreciate their efforts, okay? The data hound SEO is usually the SEO blogging gurus who write these blog posts and they got to come up with interesting content, usually because they don't have their own websites to write about and they don't have their own data. So they got to go and they got to go scrape data, but they've figured out some pretty clever ways to do that in a way that actually will generate some helpful information. And so what they do is, I don't know what software they use. Maybe it's Hrefs, maybe it's something else. I have no idea what they do. But usually the blog post will start off like this. After crawling and analyzing 477 million URLs, we've come to realize that if you wish to rank number one for any keyword, your keyword density must fall between 3.55% and 3.85%. Nothing less, nothing more. Read on about the methodology of the biggest SEO study ever taken in our extensive findings. Okay, so... They're just, they're doing some sort of reverse engineering of millions of URLs and websites. And then try, they probably have some formulas they plug into spreadsheets and try to figure out exactly what, what ranks number one, two, and three, and how you should structure stuff. Okay. It's, it's, it's useful stuff. I mean, it's based on real world data out there. Fortunately, there's software for them that can, can scan all these URLs and stuff. So they are the data hounds. I appreciate their efforts. I've learned a lot from, from the work that they do. Uh, I certainly don't want to do it, uh, but you know I appreciate reading it, and I, and I think they often are able to produce some helpful insights about the SEO world. So, which stereotype am I? I am a mix. I am one tenth naive. Build it, they will come. That I fall into that. I'm about half content overload SEO. Yeah, I'm five tenths content overload. Uh, if if I'm guilty of anything, it's the content overload, just because it's worked. I'm about two tenths lazy SEO. I I I 
love. I appreciate. I I can't tell you how great I think SEO is because of the passive aspect of it. It's just an amazing, amazing thing. It's not to say that I I don't work. I just think it's an amazing thing that I can create these websites that will get traffic and earn with me having to do nothing to them for a long time. I love it. So I'm two tenths lazy SEO. And I hate to say it, but I'm probably still two-tenths paranoid SEO, not because I'm checking so much, but hey, you know what? You got a lot of sites, you got a lot of traffic, your livelihood based on it. When you when there are any sort of half-significant drops in traffic, it's a concern. I'm, you, you get worried. You start making changes, might even knee-jerk. So I would say roughly two-tenths paranoid SEO. Hmm, got to work on that. Which SEO are you? Think about it. Thanks for listening.